Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage Podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com and today we have another roundup of questions from our anonymous have a question page. Uh, These ones are from December 2022 and these come in with no context. I post them in our supporters forum and use those discussions to inform my answers. Um, So without further ado, let's go into the six questions we have today. Question one is, hi. My wife and I have a fairly healthy sex life, I think, but I, the husband, tend to be interested in looking for variety and new experiences. My wife is fairly comfortable doing the same thing every time, almost acting confused when I express interest in something new. Oral is a large part of sex for us, and every time we have sex, it's how she orgasms. Kinda. When she nears orgasm from oral, she always finishes with her hand, and I move my mouth lower out of the way of her hand. Over time, I began exploring lower and lower during this stage until I'm basically giving her analingus while she orgasms from her hand. Her orgasms seem much more intense since I've started doing this. That said, we've never discussed it, and based on her attitude towards quote-unquote extreme things in the past, I'm wondering if she realizes what I'm doing or if she's too removed from herself at that point to realize what's happening. Is this a stupid question? Obviously, I don't know what... The sensations feel like to a woman, so I don't know if feelings just blend together at high levels of arousal, or if it's something that she's very conscious of and it's just unspoken. Sorry if this is too graphic, but there are times when I'm essentially doing mini thrusts with my tongue, it's not exactly subtle, I wouldn't think. I'd love to discuss it with her so we could explore it further, but I'm concerned it will ruin something we're both enjoying if she becomes self-conscious once it's spoken out loud. Is this anything you've heard anyone else report? Is it wrong for me to do it if I think she might not be aware of exactly what's happening? Am I obligated to ensure that she understands what I'm doing? Thanks. All right, so I'd be willing to bet that she knows. There is an often confusing and difficult to navigate element of female sexuality that many men struggle with. Uh, Many wives want all the uninhibited, adventurous, kinky sex that their husbands do, but without any responsibility for choosing it. Um, This element is why books like Fifty Shades of Grey swept through the female population, even in churches. The idea of that dominant submissive dynamic which can allow them to have all the crazy sex and pleasure but with zero guilt or shame because it's not their fault. Um, They're being, quote, made to do it. Um, It's basically pleasure without responsibility. And erotic novels for women often have that element of being ravished, forced, coerced, or otherwise made to do all the things they want but can never bring themselves to admit that they enjoy, let alone desire. And that's hard for their husbands because they want all the same things, but typically are free of the same psychological barriers. Then they are confused when their wife seems to really enjoy something, but when asked directly about it, she'll get angry and possibly even deny that she enjoyed it. And usually that's because of guilt, shame, or embarrassment that's just too much and it's easier to get angry than be uncomfortable. And society has also conditioned men to hold back and to wait for her to make the first move and to get explicit consent at every step of the way and never push and be eternally patient. And frankly, many women are really turned off by such a passive stance. And add to this that our brain changes how we calculate things during arousal. Uh, There's a link to a post in the show notes about that. And you can end up with a bit of a mess like what you have above. So in short, Your aroused wife may be a radically different person than your unaroused wife, and she may want you to act like another person almost. Um, So yes, 
I believe she knows. I doubt she wants to acknowledge it, especially in an unaroused state. If you want to try discussing it, what you could do is while she's in an aroused state, when she's getting relatively close to orgasm, you could stop what you're doing and ask her if she enjoys it and wants you to continue. Now, it's risky because you might pull her out of the feeling part of her brain and into her logical brain, derailing the entire thing. Or she might simply say, don't stop, or yes, which would at least be a verbal acknowledgement that you can build on later. All right, question two is, hi, Jay. I love your podcast. It really helps me keep a Christian perspective about sex and my marriage relationship. My husband and I have been married for 25 years. The past couple of years, our sex life has been awesome. For the first 23 years, I feared never being able to keep up with him. I never had a great sex drive, but we never went more than two or three times a week without. Up until menopause about five years ago, I orgasmed easily during oral but not intercourse. However, I climaxed only by fantasizing, not about a different person, but about body parts or particular acts. As orgasm got more difficult, I searched for sexual healing in many different Christian books, which helped me understand God's view on sex, and after hormone therapy, my sex drive is great. One book says the goal is soulgasm taking focus and frustration off orgasm. And I get that. I definitely enjoy sex after learning that. I feel very loved and close to my husband, but I can count on one hand the number of times I've gone over the edge to climax. To him, he believes I'm climaxing because I allow him to believe that. My body's response seems like I am without the intensity of orgasm. It's just too exhausting, and it takes so long. Sometimes I lose complete sensation. He's very patient and wants me to orgasm before him. I'm tempted very often to masturbate. I justify it, but I do believe it's not the right thing to do. I'm taking the orgasm program through your website, hoping I'll learn my blocks. How common is this? And any advice for me? I want to share orgasm with my husband. All right, so it's pretty common not to be able to orgasm from sex. The stats are a bit hard to nail down, but only somewhere between 18 to 61% of women can orgasm from penetration alone. Uh, That's a big spread, and the reason is that it depends on who you're surveying. For example, the surveys closer to the 18% tend to survey young women in colleges or universities. But if you ask the general population of women, you'll get somewhere around a 30% stat. Uh, The 61% figure from comes from stats from my readers. Um, And the reason for this is that orgasming from penetration is a skill. Uh, Some have a natural ability, but some have to learn it. And young women tend to not be able to as easily, but as they grow up, they're more likely to learn to. Also, those who have a better understanding of biology tend to find it easier to orgasm, uh, likely because they're leveraging that biology to increase their arousal or they're simply more comfortable with biology. Uh, As a result, nurses tend to score higher than the general population as well. Relationship status also changes things. It tends to be that the longer you are in a loving relationship, the more likely you will be able to achieve orgasms from sex. Uh, You'll have a more challenging time if you're just doing like hookups in college, for example. Another reason why I think their stat is so low. So what can you do to increase your chances? Uh, I'd say the first is stop lying to your husband about your orgasms or lack thereof. A lie of omission is still a lie. And if you really want to work on this, you'll have a hard time making progress if he's not involved. And he can't be involved if he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, I would say check out question one of episode 95. There's a link in the show notes uh, for help on how to talk to him about it. Uh, The second is educate yourself. 
you've already been doing this. Uh, I'm going to guess that by orgasm course, you mean either our becoming more sexually engaged course or our making it easier to orgasm guide, uh, whichever one you don't mean, maybe check out the other one. Uh, also, uh, work on increasing your arousal level. Uh, if you can orgasm through oral sex, get your husband to get you right to the edge using oral, then switch to penetration, perhaps with you being on top so that you can control how things feel better. Adding dirty talking or other activities can also boost your arousal level, making it easier to achieve an orgasm. Uh, dirty talking will also help you stay present and aroused so that you don't have to disconnect and go into a fantasy to orgasm. And lastly, uh, quit masturbating, if, or at least alone. If you're used to orgasming regularly, um, then remove all the other avenues, and that might help your body help give your body the kick it needs to find a new path. Our brains are very good at trying to find pleasure and creating new neural pathways to get it. Um, you can try mutual masturbation, so masturbating with your husband or with your husband present. Um, that can be hard for people the first time, but if you can get over the discomfort, uh, kind of the awkwardness of it, um, then at least you can learn to orgasm with your husband. I hope that helps. All right, question three is, my wife and I have been married for almost 10 years and have had a mixed bag of fulfilling and unfulfilling seasons in our sex life. The unfulfilling years usually have more to do with postpartum depression than anything. For the past few years, we've been exploring more with different toys, positions, etc., and are having a great time. One area we're getting into more is BDSM. We've dabbled a bit with blindfolds, spanking, handcuffs, etc., and it's been a surprising big turn-on for both me and my wife. We are interested in learning about it and exploring it more. What are your thoughts on PDSM, and can you recommend any resources to help us learn more about it? So far, pretty much all the resources are on sites I'd rather not visit. Thanks. So let's start with my thoughts on PDSM. Um, for those who don't know, BDSM is an overlapping acronym for bondage slash discipline, dominance slash submission, and sadism and masochism. And I don't have an opinion on it as a whole, but rather views on each part. So for the bondage part, I have no problem with it as long as you're safe and it's with your spouse and consensual. I have a bunch of posts on bondage, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, on the discipline part, this one gets a little complicated because I know it's just a game for some and they enjoy the mix of power exchange and sensation play. Others take it too far and it becomes a twisted version of headship like the taken in hand or domestic discipline models of marriage. And these models tend to run towards abuse and manipulative behaviors and coercion. So that can be problematic. Uh, the dominance and submission, again, this one gets complicated because while many people enjoy the power exchange, it too can go too far sometime. So uh, anytime you take a step towards trying to subvert your spouse's will rather than both willingly and consciously accepting the roles, then you've gone too far. So if you get your spouse into subspace and they can't think anymore, then you have to be very aware of their boundaries and you do need to be their advocate rather than your own in those times. Uh, I have one post on that topic, which I'll post in the show notes as well. And then sadism and masochism. Uh, I struggle to see how these are appropriate in a Christian worldview. Uh, we should not take pleasure in either receiving or giving pain. Um, now, there's a bit of nuance here because a lot of people enjoy things like spanking because, well, it may have some pain, but also brings 
pleasurable sensation and exhilaration. And that's what they're after. Uh, sadism and masochism, however, seek the giving or receiving of pain itself and derive pleasure from the giving or re and receiving of it, not the pleasure despite it. Um, I hope that's clear. As for resources, yeah, not any that I can think of off the top of my head. There's a lot of garbage out there. The bondage resources that I linked to in the show notes are specifically for knot tying, um, for bondage. But other than that, um, no, I don't think I have any. Um, I think one, maybe one day I might put some together. All right, question four is, I have a fantasy slash kink that involves bondage. We have tried wrist and ankle restraints, tied to the bed, etc., but I don't feel like that's exciting enough anymore. We also tried handcuffs, but I find them uncomfortable for extended periods of time. Is it wrong for me to desire slash pursue this kink with my wife? I don't want this to become an idol or a gateway to sinful desires. So I think I see some warning signs here that I wanted to point out. Uh, firstly, you say that it's your fantasy slash kink, but you don't mention what your wife thinks of it at all. all. Um, secondly, you say that you're what you're doing isn't exciting enough anymore, which tells me you're focused more on the thing itself than the connection to your spouse. So it's less of a kink and more of a fetish, it seems. Um, now, men tend to want to pursue new adventures in the bedroom. That's quite common. Uh, I wrote my last post was about that. Uh, but most men I talk to aren't bored with what they have. Instead, they love sharing it with their spouse so much that they want to see what else they can share. Um, but you may have crossed a line where you focus more on the fetish than your spouse. So maybe take some time off of it. Um, see how you do. If your world implodes and you have a difficult time with it, or if sex itself becomes uninteresting without it, then you likely have a problem that needs to be addressed. All right, question five is... My wife and I have been married for over 20 years, have a good sex life two to five times a week, and she orgasms regularly. Not every time, but probably around 75% of the time, and very often multiples. It's almost always through G-spot manual stimulation, but, but occasionally 10%-ish through PIV sex. Uh, for those who don't know, PIV is penis in vagina. Uh, throughout our marriage, she has had no problems giving oral, but was never really interested in receiving. And I took that for granted for years, but learned through conversations that this wasn't, that she was not interested. Uh, I'm just not good at it. So I tried to take these as constructive cr criticisms. So rather than let it hit my e ego, I asked for more feedback so that I can get better. Uh, there's no reason to suffer in silence. I read She Comes First, and it was really helpful, and she's enjoyed receiving oral and asked for it on occasion. The challenge she has is that clitoral stimulation is super uncomfortable. So I was wondering if there's any ladies in your group that have experienced this, and is there anything that helped? I'm thinking perhaps a small vibrator for indirect clitoral stimulation, but I've never incorporated sex toys in her bed. She said in the past that they're gross, but I feel she's thinking of things that are phallic in nature, and that's not what I'm thinking of. So obviously a deeper conversation needs to take place, but I was hoping that I might have some community feedback before we have that chat. We're both middle-aged, and I'm concerned with menopause on the horizon, and our one tool in the toolbox for regular orgasms, G-spot stimulation, if orgasm becomes a challenge and PIV sex is uncomfortable, our sex life might suffer. Thanks. 
So very simply start with indirect stimulation at first. Uh, many women don't like direct stimulation initially and some don't until they're extremely aroused. Uh, I haven't read She Comes First, but I know enough about the book to know that they go into a fair bit of anatomy. So you should be able to indirectly stimulate the clitoris based on the knowledge you learned from it. Uh, if not, maybe reread those parts. One of our supporters in the forum suggested getting some sort of numbing cream. Uh, just be careful because it can numb your mouth if you're using it during oral sex. And other than that, yes, I think talking to her about vibrators, what exactly she finds gross, and seeing if there are alternatives um, that would work is, is a great idea. And lastly, question six. Now, this one is very long. Uh, I'm just going to read an excerpt of it that gets to the point, And then if you want, you can read all the context on the website itself. Um, so it starts with, hi, Jay. Thank you for all your work and freely available resources like the podcast. I would like to ask your group a question to see if any of the men have cracked the code. Apologies. This is a long one. Uh, how do you hold your wife accountable? My experience as a husband has been that our marriage can withstand me being corrected by our pastors, me, my wife, and sometimes even her parents, will eventually come to a solution and implement. Even if I'm not perfect at receiving it well in the first goal, go, I'm not claiming to be the gold standard here, but I genuinely welcome candor and constru constructive criticism and see it as fundamental to my growth. However, for my wife, the slightest less than complimentary conversation will usually derail the entire marriage indefinitely, especially sex, until we decide to make up because we're tired of fighting. This leaves very little resolution and just a return to normal with an original issue put aside. My wife often says that the main reason for this phenomenon within our marriage, where she can correct me but I cannot correct her, is because I don't say it nicely. I find this to be a complete cop-out and manipulation tactic. Here's why. Firstly, saying it nicely is an ever-shifting, unattainable goal with no proof that it exists. Secondly, I've seen our pastors or even her boss at work correct my wife and she'll not take it well. It's much easier to ignore them, shrug it off, or continue as before, though. Lastly, somehow whenever I raise a complaint in the marriage based on my experience or even answer her question about my experience, she, and if she doesn't like the answer, we will spend the next few days discussing how I could have said it better, and miraculously we never get around to addressing my raised issue. It's actually quite fantastic at times to see the route she will take to make my, it my fault, and I just laugh at the mental gymna gymnastics it takes to deflect away from the issue. I've seen her be dishonest dishonest, break promises, neglect her responsibility, make bad choices because they're easier. And one commonality between all of these actions of hers is that I should have let it go or raised it a better way. And I think I'll stop there. It goes on for 11 more paragraphs, just giving more background examples, etc. Uh, it ends up with, so please tell me, how can we talk about something that my wife ne may need to work on and still give her warm, fuzzy feelings inside she needs so that we can actually make progress on some of these issues. So first off, our supporters had a bunch of excellent ways to help people communicate. However, I want to put pull out a more straightforward principle. Um, you cannot hold people accountable who do not want to be held accountable. And that may be because they're unwilling to accept criticism from anyone due to past trauma or current circumstance. It could be that your wife is unwilling to accept criticism from you specifically due to relational issues, communication issues, trust issues, or who knows what else. But based on your examples from other contexts, it doesn't seem like it's that one. Uh, but whatever the reason, accountability is something that is asked for. You cannot 
take it. Uh, as great as it would be if everyone agreed that marriage equals a permanent accountability partner, not everyone does. So you may not be able to hold your spouse accountable. It seems from your message that you cannot. Uh, will that change in the future? Maybe, maybe not. If it's because of something you've done, then changing your behaviors might improve it. Uh, if it's something from our past, uh, healing from that might improve it, but there's no guarantee. So instead of trying to hold her accountable, why not focus on communicating instead? Uh, one of our supporters had this very simple I statement template, which I'm going to expand slightly. Um, when you do X behavior, I feel this emotion. Uh, I wish you would do a different behavior because that would make me feel this other emotion. Um, so there are two levels on which you can use these. I think the beginner level is something like, you know, when you make break promises, I feel unsafe. I wish you would do what you say because that would make me feel secure. Um, then the advanced level is more like, when you break promises, I worry what other people think of you. I wish you would do what you say because then I would know that they would have more respect from you. And there's no guarantee that this won't cause a conflict because even if you are 100% right, which I'm not saying you are, and she is 100% wrong, which I'm not saying she is, even if she feels convicted, some people get angry and defensive when face-to-face -face with conviction. And based on all your examples above and the way that you say she behaves, my guess would be that there's something in her that feels like any sort of criticism of what she does becomes a criticism of who she is. Uh, she has tied her value to the things that she does. And that may take therapy to get through and to figure out. That's not something I have the experience, training, or skill to heal, especially not in a quick anonymous question. And that's it for today. If you would have answered a question differently or want to add your thoughts, uh, please go to the website. You can find the post link in the show notes. And at the bottom, there's a comment section. You're more than welcome to leave your thoughts. If you want to be anonymous, just leave the contact info blank. If you have a question of your own, feel free to submit it to our have a question page. Uh, there's a link in the show notes as well. If you'd like to be a part of the discussion on the forum, as well as get sneak peeks of what's going on behind the scenes and generally have an amazing forum to post questions in and encourage each other, check out the support page. And that's it for today. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>